0: An artist's duty, as far as I'm concerned, is to reflect the times. I think that is true of, of our painters, sculptors, poets, musicians. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's their choice. But I choose to reflect.
1: There we go. All right. All right. Uh, let's try that again. Hi! Hi! Let's try that again. <laughs>
0: Hello. Dude, just like my Muppet scream of hide. Hi. How are you?
1: Great. Grand. Wonderful. Extremely uh, brilliant. Uh, How are are you?
0: Spectacular. Wonderful. Never seen before. (laughs) Incredible.
1: Show stopping.
0: Show stopping.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Never,
0: um, that's how I am, <laughs> never done before, um, oh my gosh, it's so good to see your face oh after a it's week, it's so good
1: to see your face <laughs> after a week,
0: <laughs> um, listeners, we can't see any of your faces, and
1: maybe it's better that way. no, I'm just kidding, we love you guys, um,
0: uh, we love you guys, and I am a meanie pants, oh, what? <laughs> a oh. fan, I don't know
1: uh, But yeah,
0: spooky scary season
1: spooky, We are scary. on episode 9 Whoa. Whoa. Oh, Episode 9 <laughs> Episode 9 And this is uh, week 3 of uh, Gay's Tober Three weeks in uh, we're, yeah, I- <laughs> we're giving it a name <laughs> I love it oh,
0: I love this took us, like, the entire month of October. I mean, here's you know, the thing.
1: But... Like, time doesn't feel real still. Um, like, e- yeah, even more so fair. than it did pre-pandy. That's what we're going to call her. Pandy. Pre-pandy. <laughs> uh,
0: that was such a pre-pandy thing. Oh, my
1: God. You know
0: like, physical touch. Yeah, physical um,
1: touch. Remember when?
0: Hey, <laughs> buddy. Uh, I, had a, I had a stranger touch my arm today at work and I like
1: didn't you hear buddy it's uh it's been a while since that was appropriate <laughs> and uh actually here's the thing it was actually never appropriate but uh it
0: was never appropriate <laughs> stop touching it's people just... without their
1: consent it's, uh um, not touch people
0: yeah but you know what was very touching this movie man me <laughs> <laughs> was it <Did> you... <laughs> it touched me Molly it touched me good uh, <laughs> Oh, no. Um I'm like I'm I'm genuinely geeking out about the fact that we are doing this movie because um as I was telling Molly uh prior to recording, um, this movie I, I watched it back in September and I've been like obsessed with it. Um and it's become like a weird special interest of mine. But again, it's like one of those films that you watch and it's like This is why I want to make movies. Like, I want to create this um, completely original, um, like, sustained universe um, that's a reality on screen, even though it's like completely unfathomable in real life. Um, But yeah.
1: Yeah. So
0: I was obsessed.
1: Mm -hmm. Um. (laughs) So yeah. We're. We're, uh, we're, we're talking about Mandy, directed by Panos Cosmatos. Cosmatos, Con- Costum- that's what it um, was.
0: In, in um, in my
1: head, um, I keep calling him, I, I keep getting him confused with Yorgos Lanthimos. Um. Me too!
0: I'm doing the same thing, I keep being like, Panos Constanos. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then earlier... Turns out, out we're
1: both just through. dumb bitches. This podcast brought uh, to you by two dumb bitches. A couple of dumb
0: bitches. <laughs> no, but seriously though, like, and then what's worse is later I was like, okay, I know that's not his real name, and so I was like sounding it out. And he has only done like really niche like horror and sci-fi horror. So like I started to read it as panos, um comatose. <laughs>
1: Oh my god, do you you remember the band Skillet? Oh
0: no, (laughs) yes I do.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, I definitely Uh. had a a moment um, earlier in the Pandy, um, Mm -hmm. revisiting.
0: (laughs) You revisited That just shows like what a dark
1: place we all are in collectively. Like I guess I can get back into Skillet if I have. It was more like a okay. So I found this I found this playlist uh, on um, Spotify. It was like Youth Group Rewind or something like that. (laughs) Oh my (laughs) god! (laughs) It has like DC Talk, Switchfoot, like. Oh, DC Talk. It hits all all of the high points of. Uh, indoctrination.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, DC Talk was a really good. Like they were stellar at indoctrinating. Oh,
1: um, it that that was a whole moment culturally for. Oh, it really was. And it's it's for some. Yeah. Of us.
0: it's still happening. Right, for, right. right. <laughs> don't worry, you'll find your way soon. Don't worry.
1: Don't worry. Okay, right, hold on.
0: Life will beat you down. I I have to
1: let my cat out of my room. He's, uh, sorry. Okay.
0: Oh, no, don't be sorry. Uh, I am gonna, uh, talk to the listeners. Just kidding. I won't talk to the listeners. I'm gonna let Molly take a cat out of her room.
1: (laughs) Give me a break. I need an office.
0: (laughs) Give me a break. Give me a
1: break.
0: Break me up a piece. Break me
1: up a piece of that. <laughs> that, that break. <laughs> there. Um. <laughs> that break. We need a piece of that
0: break. You know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh, we are devolving. Yeah, yeah. Um.
1: This, this is a. I actually, uh, I really love it when we have more of a chaotic energy. Um, I do too. I, I feel like those, those well. are our better episodes. The, the more chaotic. I, ones. I,
0: like just like a real-time uh documentation of like how we're both doing (laughs) mentally uh which i enjoy right Um, it's uh, peaks peaks
1: and valleys you peaks and valleys peaks and valleys
0: i let me tell you um oh my gosh no but uh panos cosmatos not panos cosmatos panos panos cosmatos
1: panos panos cosmatos (laughs)
0: those Cosmos. Ah, oh, he's here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh so he began um, with uh, this film called um, Behind Beyond the Black. Is Rainbow. it oh,
1: Okay, yeah.
0: And I have yet to I see I haven't it, seen that but one it either. It's on my list. Um, however, apparently this was the film that like made Nicholas Cage and Elijah Wood, who was one of the producers of the film, and like all these different um creatives come together to like make this film happen. Um, so clearly he was already a very prolific like director and story maker that would draw these very um niche people to to his his project, but um, he directed it. Uh, it was um. Cinematography by Benjamin Loeb, and I would just like to say, you whoever you are, Benjamin, I don't know you Mm -hmm. at all, (laughs) but you are a god because this movie's like, like the cinematography of this movie just beautiful.
1: Um, they shot it on an Ari Alexa. I'm not sure which model. I couldn't like find that fact. Um, it just says Ari Alexa on. Uh, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but they used Panavision anamorphic lenses. And
0: yes, okay, I was going to ask you because you have such a great eye for the lenses and I was like looking at it and I think I'm starting to really get the hand, hang of it. So like, like
1: the telltale this is the telltale sign of
0: it's the glint. It's it's, it's the yeah, light
1: the light, light, light leaks that are sideways and like um your mm-hmm. your bokeh in the background is going to be like more oval and oblong. Than it is circular, right. and sometimes like um, if you're like closer up on a person's face, um, their face can look a little bit distorted sometimes because um, mm-hmm. the way that anamorphic lenses work is they sh- it's micro four thirds, and then it, the image is stretched back out, and the stretching is not perfect, which is really cool, but sometimes can like make yes. your image a little bit distorted. Um, mm-hmm. But I a question I couldn't find answered for myself is, um, is the grain that the movie had on it a natural grain or a filter overlaid on top? Because um, it was gorgeous, like such a gorgeous grain. So,
0: such a gorgeous grain, and I feel <clears> like it might be... Um natural because there are some shots where i had a little more trouble seeing the grain and then other shots where it was very Mm -hmm. evident Mm -hmm. to me so i wonder if it was just the natural but i i i didn't didn't see anything specifically i i saw lots of people like gushing about the grain and how gorgeous it was but nobody specifically said um like that it was intentional thing. Yeah.
1: I'm wondering if it's, like, the the combination of, like, the vintage lens um, with the camera body itself. I don't know. Um, Because, like, of course, all all cameras, like, have their own noise to them. But, Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I've never worked with an Ari Alexa. So. um. I know. know, Seriously. A
0: dream. A dream.
1: That's, like, what all of my. Panavision. All of my favorite HBO shows are shot on Alexa and... Oh, yeah. Like, like and everything I, I love. Really, like, we gravitate. <laughs>
0: yeah, you and I gravitate towards the anamorphic specifically. Like, I feel like that's why I really clung to Girl Walks Home Alone at night because, like, that's very clearly an- anamorphically shot with the light in that. And, um, yeah. Anyway, but, so... This movie so good, Molly, how'd you feel after watching this movie?
1: Like sort of like weirdly liberated I don't know like there <laughs> yeah um <coughs> sorry, excuse me <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I, it always gets it always just like gets weird whenever we record at night like. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it really does. It really does. Just like every yeah, time like kind we of a beautiful
1: like we can hold it together during like business hours, but
0: I know at <laughs> night it just is a party.
1: Once we hit like 5 um... or 6 p.m., it's like um I, I just can't, not be weird. Um
0: mm-hmm. anyway,
1: <laughs> I thought it was really great, a really great movie and I'm glad that I finally watched it because um it had been recommended to me for like literally a year um or like maybe. a year and a half maybe I don't know um but yeah I'm I I don't know if I would have like expedited the viewing um if we weren't talking about it um and I'm glad that we finally did oh my god it's eleanor Say again eleanor. I,
0: I, Her cat's trying to
1: get back and inside. He's, he's staying out there. Sorry, buddy. <coughs> can't can't um, come back in. Um,
0: no. This is the female gaze. Mr.
1: Mister.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: no, yes. I completely agree, though, with the feelings of liberation. And based on all, like, the interviews that I've been reading uh, from Panos... Um, he wrote this film – well, he's been writing this film for, like, over a decade. Yeah. And <clears throat> he wrote, wrote it in the wake, kind of, of his parents both passing away. And so um, this – for him, he was, like, maybe it's, uh, like, childish or uh, immature, but, like, it was very much a release for him of all of his, like, painful – Emotion, Like, he, he loved the revenge horror genre just as, like, a film lover, but then using the revenge horror genre as a way to process his own grief. Because at its heart, this film isn't really a revenge slasher film. It's a film about grief and a film uh, highlighting the dangers of the male ego. Um, yes. And I feel I feel like he nailed it. Um, however, like, if you're not being a mindful watcher and, like, you know, like, there's so many, like, hints and Easter eggs and signs that he puts throughout the film to, like, kind of tie everything in and, like, have this whole story more cohesive in a very subtle way, and, um, yeah, so it's, it's definitely not just, like, some one-off, like, oh, it's the horror, fun, scary film with Nicolas Cage going whack, like, like, it, it is a little bit fat, <laughs> I won't lie but, but it, it's like
1: dead. at surface level that's what it is um, but there is yeah. more weight to it than right. just um, the the blood flow you know right
0: the, yes. the, the
1: fire like and the, blood the flow the yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> like, um, but absolutely and so this film is set in uh, 1983. Uh, so that's a fun genre of like or not genre uh time period mm-hmm. to be in. I, I I love I love things in the 80s. they They're like films that are made in the eighties and films that are made about the eighties. Uh-huh. Like I'm so obsessed with like that like VHS and like all this stuff. Like um very it's very much a gimmicky time
1: for sure they like fully leaned into like we are hokey and that is like what's that's what's cool like yeah. and that's like why that's what's so appealing about it is like um it's just like sort of like goofy and nerdy um and that's like what was cool like
0: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like very like those sci-fi um like l- novels that you would see like the outcasts reading and like the, the eighties film or like, you know, like that, that is so much of, I think who Panos is. Mm-hmm. Um, and like,
1: that's he, what he's, he, I, I heard him say that in an interview was, um, he, he mentioned that, uh, I'm going to get the name of the other movie wrong under, is it under the black rainbow or, uh, it's a, beyond, beyond the black, the black rainbow. rainbow. Um, that he said that that's a companion piece to Mandy. Which, I feel like yeah, we need. We need to watch and it now. The um, yeah. oh, you gotta watch it now. Um, he said that's a companion piece, and they're they're both about grief in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sorry, my cat is getting my goddamn nerves. <laughs> no, you're good. You're I good.
0: And and it's also it's also like I, I I I do know a little bit of the the. the Elements of uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow, and I know that there are similar themes of like um, using drugs to like kind of almost imprison a person's mind, mm-hmm. um, uh, which is something that happens in Mandy as well. Like using drugs as like a tool to like like harm someone, mm-hmm. um, like against their will, and uh, so I I felt like those. I saw that connection just, like, reading about Beyond Black Rainbow, but then, like, reading more, it was, like, so much deeper than that And for him. And, um, but, yeah, I loved how he said, like, uh, Black Rainbow was the inhale, and then Mandy was, like, the exhale. It was the release of all the feelings.
1: Gotcha.
0: Um, which I, I loved that, but, um, I don't know. It's just, a. Uh, what did I write? I was like, when I was watching it for like the second time, all I could think about was how he invites us into his land. And it's just this amalgamation of like simple backwoods living, superimposed with this mystic, like kaleidoscopic nightmare tucked in the ether, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, just <clears throat> so it's this juxtaposition of like simplicity, living in the woods, like a couple just living their like gentle lives in the woods together with just chaos and madness like in 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 the wings
1: (laughs) okay i missed like half of what you just said um you cut Uh, out you cut out uh
0: i i said chaos and it's like it's like uh it's like this you know simple living Mm -hmm. with like just this chaos in the wings, like, just, like... Right. In the forest. Right. Happening. Which... And then...
1: That is, like, the they the perfect setup of, like, you know... And it's an 80s movie, of course. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, that, that's always the way that it goes. You're trying to keep your head down and do good and do right by yourself. Because um, both of them are sort of, like, seem to, like the couple um mandy and uh red, red um sort of seem to like lean on each other in like a way that's like kind of special um mm-hmm. and they they sort of like hint at like maybe R- red is like a recovering alcoholic sort of situation um he is a logger um Mandy is an artist who works a day job as a cashier, um, and she's, like, th- they both hint at, like, their, like, sort of, like, sordid past, um, but it's, like, kind of vague, um, and of course tragedy, tragedy strikes, like, right at the time, um, oh my god.
0: It's like if they hadn't been through enough trauma. <laughs> also, can we just, like, take a moment? i have had a hard time, if I'm being honest, like, feeling a lot of, like, swoony-type emotions towards men. However, Red's character in the—or, uh, Nicolas Cage's character in this, Red, um, the way he is just, like, adores and, like, truly is, like, interested in the stuff that Mandy is creating— And, like, interested about, like, her thoughts. Like, oh, my God, he actually cares about her thoughts? (laughs) I'm obsessed! (laughs) And I never thought I could be attracted to Nicolas Cage. But I actually was in this movie for the first time.
1: (laughs) For the first time. Um, The beard is good. The beard was good.
0: The beard is a good look, (laughs) yeah. But I think it was more so, like, the kind of, like... The the character that he's playing... kind of that's what did it for me probably more than any anything Mm -hmm. for sure but like just like you can see how much he cherishes her as a human being and like values not only her mind but like the work that she's making they're also yeah it's
1: like a lot of like like, mutual respect happening and yeah
0: there's not a lot of like like Sexual Like, there's almost no sex or kissing or any, there's nothing. There's actually none of it now that I'm thinking about it. Like, it's their relationship from the eye of the viewer watching the movie is very pure. And, yeah, I think that was just, like, really refreshing to see on screen. Like, a relationship of just people valuing each other's minds and, like, He's not saying like, oh you're so beautiful and like, duh, duh. like it's like so much of it is just like yeah, this like value they have for what they bring to each other's life and I just loved that. <laughs> but yeah. I'm a stinker for some romance. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um.
0: um but yeah. And so you you were you were talking about uh, the the hint at the, kind of like their past, and we kind of get um, a little bit of that uh, from an anecdote that um, Mandy has with Red on their couch, and she's talking about how her dad murdered several baby starlings in front of her and tried to like get her and her siblings to murder them too, mm-hmm. and. It was one of those moments. It was honestly really haunting to hear her tell that, because it's like there's nothing supernatural happening, nothing slashery happening. Um, it's it's uh, Panthos kind of just uh, sorry Panthos Panos trying to tell us like that horror exists in the reality. Horror exists in like toxic masculinity and the super egos of some men. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's where real horror lies and that's kind of I feel like such a river beneath this film
1: right um, in addition to grief right um, that, that was something else that he said in an interview that I watched um, he said he's always been so fascinated by the absurdity and delusion of the male ego mm-hmm. um, which was represented like I think at the, the the whole like toxic masculinity thing was like challenged um, at, in the the titular scene, um, wherein the the cult stuff starts happening. What's the cult? What's oh, yes. the cult called? I don't know.
0: Uh, D- Children, of Children of the, New, the New Dawn. Dawn.
1: So um,
0: here's where the film gets dicey.
1: Yes. So um, the this guy, Jeremiah Sand, uh, decides that Mandy is gorgeous and beautiful and um, he should have her because, um, quote, God told him he could. He was, like, ordained by God. He's a, a free agent of God. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and, yeah,
0: like, his backstory...
1: Oh, no, sorry. you go ahead. It, it,
0: well, like, his backstory is basically, like, he was this, like... Egotistical hippie, mm-hmm. who a failed
1: musician. Famous
0: for, <laughs> yeah, he's a fail. He's a failed musician. He tried to be famous, didn't work out, and took all that like, oh, they didn't like me. Um, anger, mm-hmm. and was like, you know what? They didn't like me because they are quote pigs that have no souls, and I am the only one with the soul, and like God is. I'm basically God's gift to the earth, and therefore I should get.
1: Which is the thing that we we say about these men who like walk around with that attitude is uh, that they, they just think that they're God's gift to earth. He literally is the embodiment of someone who thinks that he's God's who gift to so? earth. Um. Yeah. Exactly, and he makes a cult because. And of he it. makes a, like, a fucking oh, yeah, cult. It's like it's like kind of Manson-y, but they, but not you know. Uh, it's kind of Manson-y in, yeah. in the whole like, um. Just like full of himself sort of thing and uh, failed musician, <laughs> aspect. Right. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So maybe it's like um, not that comparable, but uh, you know, um, it's fine.
0: No, I feel like that's actually two really big. Big, like, it's 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 like things that they yeah. have. In common. <laughs> that's what I think of Manson I'm like cult leader, murderer, guy who wanted to be a
1: musician. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's that's how I. Um, and that's why he's so sad. Um, but yeah, and it's like, um, and you were saying you said uh, I love how you brought up like his only reason for wanting Mandy to be part of his cult and be his essentially is. He didn't speak to her. He didn't doesn't know anything about her. He literally just sees her walking down a road and decides she's gorgeous. I must, must have be mine. her. They're mm-hmm. again making women um a, an object uh, a commodity right uh, something to 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 have and to own because of their beauty um so again Panos like nails that with. Uh, just fleshing out the toxic masculine like masculinity part of it and um and even one of the cult members at one point she's so um so brainwashed she's like it's all but a beautiful dream a dream he's having right now and that's what it feels like um sometimes that we're living in a world that's a dream of Oh, white male supremacist <laughs> I'm living in a white male supremacist Dream mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> And then and that's what You and I are like fighting against By not only making this podcast But just in our day to day
1: Just an exi- Existing is an act of rebellion Um <laughs> Yeah um, exactly Existing is a, a revolutionary act Um okay. I said that so confidently. I said the word, um, so confidently, like I had a (gasps) follow-up statement. Ah! Ha! I love it. (laughs) Okay, no, no, no. Further further talking about that scene. Um, So he decides that he wants Mandy. And um, he kidnaps her and Red as well. um, Which I want to circle back to talking about Red in this scene. um, In particular because I have a question but I want to ask okay. it maybe later um okay so should we should, r- should we introduce you? the
0: black skulls oh I will remind you yes oh sorry I think our video was getting a little disjointed I know so I, I was know. like hearing you sorry okay no 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 but I got you now you're good now um uh, what were we saying? Okay. I will remind you. And also the black skull. Yes. A big part of why this cult can even do anything. Because honestly, the cult at its core is like one guy and a couple of, you know, other people. Yeah. It's like a, a handful
1: like of people. Harmless. It's not like a, it's not like a widespread cult. Like, <laughs> it's
0: not, yeah, it's not like wild, wild country. Right. Guys. It's, cult. Right. Um, it's, it's literally a handful of people uh, with you know the uh, inbreedy vibes. Is what it's just to mind.
1: backwoods situation, yeah. real back, very far back, back of the, woods. the 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 <laughs> and the very back of the woods.
0: <laughs> yeah, and like the only reason <laughs> this cult like is able to like wield the power that they do is because they have connections with this. Biker gang Mm -hmm. called Black Skulls, who I can only describe as like humanoid monster men guys. Yeah, I. (laughs) They're not. They're humans, but they're not right. Uh, And the whole I don't know the story behind them is like uh, they the chemist who recurs throughout the film. He's a drug drug maker and dealer essentially, but the chemist essentially didn't didn't like them for some reason because they're not good guys and he gave them a quote special batch of LSD that was like laced with something and ever since then they haven't been right and that's all anyone any like anything anyone can say about them which kind of helps like make it more scary like you don't know exactly what they are Mm -hmm. but there's some really scary beings. Who ride motorcycles and kidnap uh, Red and Mandy, and uh, that's where you were last. Um, <laughs>
1: yes, so they um, the cult ends up tying up Red, and they stab him in the side. Correct. Um, mm-hmm. And um, so he like Sand like goes through his whole like backstory and whatever, and ends up drugging Mandy. Um, they give her LSD and, um, sting her with some sort of, like, wasp situation, or... Yeah, um...
0: Another one of those, like, details that really makes you be like, this is not reality. This is kind of
1: kooky-wooky, um... Yeah. (laughs) And... (laughs)
0: Kooky-wooky. That should be on a t-shirt. That's it. This is kooky-wooky.
1: We're getting kooky-wooky-spooky, y'all. Um <laughs> but basically long so like long story short, um Mandy ends up laughing in San's face. Um and he is so dejected by this that he burns her alive and um makes Red watch this happen. And the first of all, that's a fucking crazy scene to watch (laughs) yeah Yeah. and
0: yeah she she burns for quite a long time
1: she burned uh, brightly didn't she Mandy or some shit that that somebody said later in the movie that's what
0: the cult keeps saying yeah they're like uh, she the brighter the flame the the Worse the whore. I can't remember the exact quote, but, like, they keep commenting on how brightly she burns. Uh, and
1: then... Which
0: is just horrifying. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, this is sort of, like, the, the call to action for Red. Um, and this is where, like, the revenge fantasy or whatever that that little arc begins... Um, is with the death of his beloved girlfriend. Yeah. Do you hear that? I, oh, I my I God. Uh, <laughs> I really
0: I really hope the listeners can hear it, too. <laughs> That's uh, Mr. Eleanor. He's like, I got something to say about Mandy, too. No, but yeah. So, like, honestly, in retrospect, like, going through the film... Even though, like, it's kind of toted as a revenge film, mm-hmm. like, very, it's a, like, in talking about the film in, like, fractions, it's really only, like, a third of the right. it's, is that revenge. Literally,
1: it's like, it's like the and, end part of it, like, the, the, the last so, arc. If that's, um,
0: yeah, and if that's what's keeping you from watching this movie is because you're like, I don't care about revenge movies, I will say, please give this one a chance because it's... Yes, it's definitely a revenge film, for sure, but, like, there's so much beauty and also just really brilliant, uh, dialogue, scene work, stuff like that, that is so worth seeing, um, even if you're not into, like, horror and horror. Right. Um, but yes. So, um, anywho, back to Mandy. <laughs>
1: um, I guess I can ask my question now, um... Yeah, yeah, go for it. So what do you think is up with all of the like sort of like religious imagery? So like the cult, they um they use like the Christian cross on all of their stuff. But what do you think about like so like Mandy, not he's not Mandy. Red. <laughs> Red. They hang. They hang him up, and they stab him in the side, as they did when Jesus was like hanging on the cross like that. And then later in the movie, he's got like a half stigmata. Um, mm-hmm. Like, what? What? What do you think is up? Or do you have you like read any? Like, oh, ooh, you look like you know things. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, here's my here's my spiel. Um, my apologies to. Uh, anyone who disagrees, um, you know, we all are allowed to have our opinions here. Um, this is a safe space. I think that it was a big like. Um,
1: oh no, she's frozen. To the
0: fact. Oh no. I think. Oh, she's uh, back! Oh, she's knot. back! Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like how? Do you like how I just wave my arms thinking yeah. that I would turn it back on? Like yeah. it's motion sensitive. That, this um, is
1: gonna make the internet work.
0: <laughs> yeah, if I move, she'll see me. Um, no, but yeah, that's not how that works, Chrissy. Um, but yeah, so here's here's my here's my thoughts. Um, in case you guys are like just biting down at the nail to hear what I have to say, uh, it's that. I think that probably Panos has uh, feelings towards Christianity and religion and the toxicity it can bring. Um, I think that plays a huge part in um, kind of the way that uh, our country is becoming the way it's become because people um, are using like Christianity and and honestly like kind of like desecrating christianity and what it was probably supposed to be right um to uh propel their like nefarious motives like
1: right um, so so maybe you think that even like the whole character of what's his face uh jeremiah jeremiah um was sort of like Um, a metaphor for like the entire the church as a whole that's really interesting because also like the um the church is so much rooted in patriarchy and um Mm -hmm. the bible was written in a time when you know women were property and all of this um (laughs)
0: And that's why I really struggle, I think, having those conversations about Christianity with people who are very staunch Christians. I was raised very devoutly Catholic, Mm -hmm. so I definitely have some knowledge. Uh, I've lost a lot of it, honestly, but I do have a a smidge. Too much. uh, uh, Too much. Uh, And honestly, what I have to say about that is, like, it's hard for me to have these conversations with people who believe in the bible straight straight straightforward or just believe in in believe in specific things that um were created in a time when so many people were seen as inhuman like of course Christianity is going to be sexist because it was created by men at the like epitome of like sexism and hatred right like um you know and and maybe in a way I, I I uh, and that isn't to like demonize like the figure of Jesus Christ. Like I'm, I'm sure he was well, genuinely. That's the
1: thing is like, um, oh. that that's what I feel about the Bible is like what Jesus taught is not what they teach in the churches. Um, they exactly. they have like exactly. just you know sort of like bastardized the book to push their own narrative, and that's, that's exactly. exactly what that character does and. In a way, they, because they, they do like the, the, there are like the similarities between Red and like Jesus. Maybe like, um, maybe that is to say, I'm, I'm just like working it out out loud here. Um, maybe that is to say that like, um, he, it's interesting because it's like the, the, the system that like thinks of itself as like good and like, um, holy and all of that is the one like making him a a, a, quote unquote martyr or whatever like the classic like martyr imagery um and uh in yeah I don't have a finish to that thought but you know um
0: no yeah like I completely agree and I feel like um yeah and there's even like what is it that jeremiah says uh he said um you know what jesus did wrong he didn't offer a sacrifice in his stead and again it's like even though jeremiah says like i was appointed by god and jesus christ Mm -hmm. to be like basically savior of the world or whatever um he also is like, yeah, I, I say that, but also Jesus kind of sucked, and I'm even better than him. I'm
1: obviously like, again, better than male, Jesus. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's like, it's, yes, I feel like the religious imagery, and it, uh, it hearkens so much uh, of, like, Trump for me. Uh-huh. Of, like, how Trump now, Trump is now toting this religious uh I will be bleeping
1: his name out. It, <laughs>
0: yes, yeah. Um, our unfortunate president, um, who some of us still don't believe is should be our president, but
1: um, we'll call him. We'll call him forty-five.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, that fucking forty-five. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the fucking forty-five. Um, he claims to be a Christian. Um, and that's
1: why... I love the Bible of course I love the Bible it's it's the greatest Look it's, at me, it's the greatest it book in the world in other the than the actually my, my favorite book is gonna is is the art of the deal I wrote that and uh, my second favorite book is the Bible that's an actual quote from him <laughs> uh,
0: yes and if that didn't piss you off as a Christian then obviously you're probably not
1: a Christian and well and that's just the, a that's the <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Is like <laughs> probably not a Christian. You're more uh, just a sexist. That's merch. Um, but
0: I love that um, shirt. Yeah.
1: Fuck. I had a thought. Where'd it go? Um, oh no! Oh, oh, no. oh okay, I was okay. just gonna say that. Um, the the modern day Christian is so like, um, morally like whatever. They 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 act like they're so moralistic and all of this, but in reality the modern christian looks more like the the pharisees of biblical times
0: mm-hmm.
1: that they like are warned about and it's just so like interesting that it's like so glaring like it's
0: it's so it's obvious. So
1: obvious.
0: To people who aren't in it. It's like are, you guys like, see that you are being the painfully people. obvious. You, you are acting like the, um, yeah, the Pharisees in the temple that he trashed because he was like, you guys are
1: doing it wrong. You don't. You <laughs> don't worship like, it. God. Are. It's like, oh, uh, anyway, I I could go on about the religious stuff for like, like oh, they're, same. They're, the the trauma there is so deep seated and like. J- oh, like good yes. Jesus Christ. Um. <laughs> um <laughs> a- anyway, back to Mandy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but I, I think, I think like, and and even though Panna said he started writing this like a decade ago or forever ago, um, he was like, it was kind of shocking to see that the stuff that I was writing was like becoming a more apparent reality Mm -hmm. in real world with like Weinstein and all of that kind of coming out around the time that Mandy came out and like um just seeing like the toxic masculine masculinity around him and our president and all all these things and, and um yeah so I feel like that was a huge key for him and, and it might not be obvious to everyone but like i'm glad that you picked up on it because i also as a person who's been traumatized by religion
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm always looking like, for it this is...
0: <laughs> i know i know what I'm saying, <laughs> i was like this is another image of like like trump and there was actually uh, in an interview that i watched he was like yeah i was gonna maybe make jeremiah sand like this really ridiculous-looking character with like a lot of crazy costumes and stuff. Um, but then uh, the world started uh, revealing its truth, essentially, mm. and he decided to he decided to be like, no, I want him to look like a normal man because like that's actually scarier.
1: <laughs> Literally, just like <laughs> a normal blonde hair, yeah. blue blue-eyed white guy. Like I don't know if he had blonde hair and blue eyes. I don't remember exactly. at all. Um, I
0: think he does, yeah. Um, I think he does. I mean, I know he has the blonde hair, and I'm pretty. Yeah, he has blue eyes. Yeah, because there's a the scene where he pops him out. Uh, Spoiler <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: alert. Um, uh, also, yeah. yeah. Does red like he like fully like comes whenever it's during that murder, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: okay, Dustin. <Does> <laughs> was wondering he? <laughs> I was like maybe he's just maybe <laughs> so my my brain thoughts went to like maybe he's just relieved that it's over <laughs> like it's done or maybe it was like the physical force of like crushing someone's skull with your hands is so hard to do mm-hmm. that like afterwards you're like <sighs> but also I was like did he just like I don't
1: know and I'm like <laughs> and I'm like and <laughs> I have many questions like what what is he trying to say with that um like I hope
0: you, I hope that's not what is happening
1: <laughs> I kind of think it is I think it uh, is no. I'm like I'm like, I, I'm like pretty sure <laughs> that that's and
0: then and then you have to ask was this like a Nick Cage acting choice or was oh this because I feel like those there's 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 the director and then there's did he make what a Nick strong Pinch did he make a strong choice
1: or was he d- d- did the character just like fully come like <laughs> with, i i really i mean I, like is is revenge that satisfying is that what he's like trying to say like i don't i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know um i don't know that's a, yeah that's actually a good take on it though
0: yeah like this Satisfaction of revenge, but Grounds
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. But uh <laughs> disgusting. Uh. um Uh can't relate. <laughs> um one thing we haven't talked about is um the score. Brilliant. Okay and, and that, that was Maybe that not. was his last score. Um, it was his final, final score?
0: score, yeah. Uh uh Johan Johansen uh, he scored uh, the new Blade Runner film. He scored so many films. He's prolific, or was prolific. And Mandy was his last, um, yeah, his last one. And it was really hard, because I was, like, watching... I've watched a lot of, like, panels. <laughs> I'm realizing this now that we're talking. Um, but I was watching a panel with, like, um, Panos and Nick and all of them. And, um, like, he was... Uh, genuinely like heartbroken by his death because they had met and connected over mandy like and he was like he you know helped bring my vision alive and like this for him like this collaboration with johan was like the beginning of what was going to be a lifelong partnership of like johan scoring his films and then and then johan passed away um shortly after it was filmed
1: so I was like,
0: "Wow, okay."
1: So like selfishly, I'm like, "Ouch." Selfishly, I'm like, uh, "I'm so glad that he didn't pass away like before the movie was finished." Like,
0: <laughs> I know that's as terrible as that is to say, it's not that terrible because it's like, uh, oh, an incredible,
1: like, beautiful last work. Yeah, like the this is yeah. like a beautiful grace note on his legacy. Like, we love it. Exactly. We love it.
0: Exactly. Like, and and Mwah. I think if there was any
1: yeah, nothing but, but respect. I
0: think if there was any, if there was anything that he could have left for us, it would have. It was the score because it's honestly otherworldly. Mm-hmm. It's so gorgeous. It's like an earworm in my head. It's like, I hear that score so often throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Um, again the so many aspects of this film uh it, it just created this like small universe that i just wanted to be a part of and not only be a part of but also it invigorated the creator in me to be like i need to bring my worlds into existence
1: too right mm-hmm. Um.
0: so Absolutely. it's definitely like watching and this, also like,
1: another like yeah. encouraging thing that I really liked. That I I'm talking more about like interviews than I have like ever in any of our podcasts. But uh, <laughs> me too. I'm like, oh, uh, we just like.
0: Is it because we're doing yeah. the work?
1: <laughs> uh, we're we're doing the work. Um, <laughs> something that uh Pano said was that um filmmaking is plagued by the tyranny of perfection, and I thought that that was like. First of all, like, a beautiful way to put it. Very apt. Um, but he was talking about how he likes to allow for the rough edges to happen. And he would kind of, like, yeah. linger on things that were, like, uncomfortable and um, not make every frame absolutely, like, seamlessly perfect. Even though it's still, like, from start to finish, absolutely gorgeous and, like, flows effortlessly between, like, animation and... Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was like,
0: but there's there's like a life to it.
1: Exactly, it's exactly. Because when it, when it, it, it feels, like the the Marvel movies and like that that's always like my first go to example because I can't think of any other like big box studio movies um, that have come out in the past couple of years.
0: That,
1: um, but
0: that yeah yeah yeah.
1: Um, but those are so like <laughs> perfect in every aspect that it's uncomfortable to watch.
0: And yeah, not to
1: yeah. be just, like, whatever, like, um, I'm only into the indies. <laughs> like, meh. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, like, the that's, like, a, a life, it's, it's expensive and lifeless. And I also mm-hmm. love that they call this, yeah. like, a very small budget movie and the budget was $6 million. <laughs>
0: uh, that hurts. That hurts me so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't worry, mommy. We're going to get Yeah, there. I'm like,
1: I've, I've never worked on something that had any sort of, like, real budget. Actually, like, tangible like, budget. It's mm, all like, I
0: can chip in uh, Yeah, no, no. Um, it's like,
1: all, uh ugh, going to the cause. Yeah. Yeah. And,
0: like, oh, which which makes me think, now, now that I'm thinking about that comment of him his, like, liking the rough edges makes me wonder if the grain wasn't intentional and was just, like, a product and he was just like, I like it.
1: Interesting.
0: But, I don't know. Either way, whether it was intentional or unintentional, I dug that grain. Yeah.
1: It was was really beautiful. Really beautiful. The color scheme...
0: Like, guys, Molly and I can't put into words, like, the way the color scheme, the, just the, all the effects of this film, not only are there like, um, digital effects, but there's a lot of, um, uh, practical effects too, mm-hmm. again, because he was, uh, that homage to that 80s horror. Um, and, and, uh, I was watching like an interview. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, More Martin, interviews. But they were saying, saying that like, um, uh, how practical effects are so much more fun to act with. Oh, I'm a in the big studio. fan of
1: practical effects. Um, yeah, same.
0: Like, if they're done well, it's a good time. Yeah. Even if they're not done well, it's a good time. <laughs> i actually not a thing about it.
1: Like, that, that's pretty much all that I... If um my ideas allow, that's, like, all I want to work with. That's all I have worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah... Yeah. Um no. Yeah. Yeah. So uh Yep, yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up right now, guys, and uh thank you for coming to my podcast and uh <laughs> thank you uh thank you
0: for joining us. Thank thank you. Don't forget to
1: like and subscribe. The, this uh, is uh, the, well, the this good. This has stuff. been uh, that's Chrissy and I am Molly and uh we are your two favorite um oh, I lost the accent. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And, and, uh, and now to the serious stuff. And, uh, we are Chrissy
1: and we are, we are. That that was Chrissy. And I'm Molly. And this is my podcast voice. And um, and this is Female Gaze. And gay. this is Female Gaze, um, a podcast about movies, TVs, and whatever the fuck we want to talk about in media, hosted by your two <laughs> favorite unknown female filmmakers. And I just, female filmmakers. I <laughs> Yeah. And with that. <laughs> Alright, um, later haters. Um, I'm, later I'm haters. Still waiting for someone to start drama with me, so.
0: None of you guys are causing beef. Um, I guess that means you all like it and we're doing a perfect
1: job. Alright, cool, fuckers. Bye. <laughs> Bye. So How
0: can you be an artist and not reflect the time? That to me is the
1: definition of an artist.
0: The music for today's podcast is The Definition by CJ.
1: You can find more of his music at cjmakesbeats.bandcamp.com.